Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. And uh, I just love that God's able to speak, right? So if you've ever wondered, does he know me? Has he forgotten me? The answer is he has not forgotten you. And yes, he does know you. He does know you. I love it. I love uh, <laughs> my dad used to joke about this because he uh, doesn't really have much hair anymore. But, you know, the Bible says that he knows every hair on your head. You know what I mean? For some of us, that's easier. You know what I mean? Come on, somebody. For some of us, it's real difficult right here. That's you right here. You know what I'm saying? God's getting a little extra work. Yeah, yeah. All the, all the time that God had saved on counting Kirk's hair, he's uh, spending time counting. <laughs> so good. Uh, I, I love how good uh, God is to know us and to see us. And this morning, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, bring a message called, Our Eyes Are On You. And uh, I hope this encourages, I hope this sets some people free, I hope it brings life, I hope it brings joy. You know, I just finished uh, 52 Bible Verse devotional on hope, on the topic of hope. And that was actually really fun. It's, it's available now on Amazon, but it's really fun to, uh, for me personally, to study through the whole Bible around a particular topic. I haven't necessarily, like in, in one intentional setting, wrote all throughout around one topic. And it's very, very fun uh, and challenging and refreshing. Hope is such a theme of the Bible. Of course, we know the Bible says that these remain, faith, hope, and love, the greatest of these in love. But hope makes the top list. And the truth is that we have a lot of hopelessness in our world right now, don't we? Maybe you've experienced it. Maybe you're in it right now, feeling hopeless about some particular situation. Maybe just in the last couple of years, maybe it was you felt like marriage was hopeless, or maybe you felt your business was hopeless, or maybe you felt like the economy was hopeless. Maybe you felt like our president, well, anyways. Anyways, anyways. And that's why we're not the town and country. So... So, <laughs> oh well. But God's going to bring some hope today. God's going to bring some joy today. God's going to bring some peace today. God is going to unlock joy. I, I feel like you know, the Bible talks about how the Holy Spirit, you know, is a, is a, a spring of living water. It wells up to over life. It wells up overflowing. And joy is like that. A lot of times we, we fail to have joy or happiness or peace because we assume it's something we have to go out and find right? But peace and joy and life is something that flows out of, from the inside through the Holy Spirit. So that's why a lot of times we're always grasping for hope because we're looking for it in the wrong place. But hope is essential. When we lose hope, a lot of things begin to fall to the wayside. Even the Bible says that, that faith is the substance of things hoped for. 
right? So that's why I even think a lot of times if you're having a hard time believing right now for a miracle, you're having a hard time believing for a situation, it may not be faith that's the problem, it's hope, right? Hope is depleted. Hope has been lost. And so I want to I wanna lean into that a little bit. Second Chronicles 20, I'm going to get to this first in just a moment, but this is King Jehoshaphat and there, there is a major situation going on. Uh, an enemy that is way bigger than him is coming at him, going to get ready to take him out. They are in fear, they're uncertain, and they begin to pray. They go to God, and let me just read this for Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12. It says this, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. And I, th- this verse has jumped out at me this week. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Now, what a phrase. What a statement. What a prayer. What an honest prayer. Anyone ever prayed, prayed that? <laughs> right? Anyone been honest enough to go, man, we don't know what to do. Yeah, and I think that's, it's tough to acknowledge that sometimes or admit that reality sometimes. But we're, we're going to face those times where we just, we don't know what to do. We don't know the right answer. We don't know the right next step. We don't know uh, what to do with a diagnosis that came our way. We don't know what to do with, with a, a, a relationship. We don't know what to do. Like th- there's, there's questions, there's concerns, there's tragedies, there's stuff that comes our way. And sometimes it can just feel like, God, I don't know what to do, right? And, and this place is where I think a lot of people found themselves. I mean, we, just in life we do. But I think in these last couple of years especially, there's been a lot of those I don't know what to do moments, right? And even right now, we're fighting. We're trying to push through. We're trying to overcome and break through some things that have been going on in a lot of different areas of, of our world, of culture, of our city, of our state, of our own lives. And we can find ourselves in that place where this is where we feel. This is what feels heavy. It feels like it weighs you down. I always feel like, it, you know, it's, it, it isn't necessarily depression or anxiety, but it can become more serious like that. But I think a lot of times it can start with almost like, uh, like an early onset type of a mindset when you're facing something and you just literally feel heavy, right? You feel weighed down. You feel overwhelmed. You feel like, I don't know what to do next. I don't know how to move forward in this, right? That type of a feeling is where they're at. They have an enemy that is bigger than them, right? Way bigger than them. Their their ability to fight this enemy does not look like it's going to happen, does not look like it's feasible, doesn't look like it's possible, and they're facing this. And I think sometimes we come in that same place. Man, this financial thing with my work just seems bigger than I'm able to fight. This circumstance with my family or my kids or my friends or economy or the gas pump or whatever it is just seems bigger. It seems intense. It seems massive. It seems beyond. And we get to this place where, God, I don't know what to do, but I love what he says. But our eyes are on you, right? Our eyes are on you. Come on. That's the greatest place you can be. That's the most important moment right there. They went to God in prayer. We're overwhelmed. We don't know what to do. Our eyes are on you. Our eyes are on you. This is important. Where is the focus of our attention? 
Where's the focus of our eyes? Where's the focus of our thoughts? Where's the focus of our prayer? Where's the focus of our heart right now? And there, there's a few things I want to point out kind of from this scenario, and we're, we'll, we'll kind of uh, flesh it out here a little bit. But the first thing I notice is he uses our God and our eyes. So he's praying together with other people. And I just think when you're facing difficulty, one of the most important things is that we're not doing it on our own. You know, you don't have to do life on your own. Even in a church, sometimes we can, we, we're very open and we want to be there for each other. We want to cheer each other on. We want to cry when you're crying. We want to laugh when you're laughing. We want to we wanna do all that together. But sometimes we can just have a mindset that we'll be in a place like this and just go, yeah, listen, at church, I'm just going to say it's awesome, but it's really not awesome. And I'm going to go away and kind of like try to fight the battle on my own. But he says, come on, our God right? Our hearts, our eyes. He's, he's, he's talking together collectively. And that's how I want you to see any battle you're facing. Don't do it on your own. Come on. Let's do it together. Come on. Let's, let's link arms together. Let's cheer each other on. Let's stand up for each other, right? You don't have to be on your own. Talk about it. Open up. Get honest. Some of us are better at this than others. You know what I mean? Uh, typically, guys do not do great at this, you know what I mean, as a general rule. That's a general rule. Guys like to, like, figure it out, make it happen, you know. We got this. Um, Katie and I are almost a little bit opposite of that because I grew up in a home where my mom was like, Samuel, why don't you tell your brother how you feel about him just hitting you in the face? I was like, well, I feel like hitting him back. That's why... That's what I feel like, you know. Uh, I was taught very early to talk about it, deal with it, engage with it, share, right? Include people in it. And in one sense, that I, I would say on a first layer, that's easy for me, talking about my issues, you know, uh, being honest about my journey. Like, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Um, but... But actually, when I came here to Awaken seven years ago, I realized there was another level of honesty. Because I can, like, superficially chuck out, like, oh, yeah, I'm having a rough day, like, you know, a couple little things. But actually allowing my life to be opened up to people at men's prayer, to friends that we're, I'm, we're doing life with, actually opening up my life and saying, hey, this is really where I'm at. This is honestly where I'm at. Right, because that, that's, that's another level of transparency where you kind of keep leaning into it. And it, that's where it gets scary, though. <laughs> that's where it gets scary. Because that's where it gets real. That's where all the fears go. Well, if, if I really told people how I felt, how I thought, and how I think, would they still be my friends? Would they still love me? Would they walk away? Would they whatever about it, right? Like, that, that, all those real fears can be there. But, but I pray we keep building a house that creates a space where we all can be honest, we all can be real, and we all can charge forward together. Amen? Come on. So get in a connect group if you're not. Right? Come on. Right? Come on. Start a connect group. Right? If you look at the Connect website, you're like, man, there's none uh, in my area at the time when I need it. Guess what? Start it. You know what I mean? Like, that's easy. That's a simple fix, right? That's a simple fix.
um, talk to Ryan and Corey afterward and, and get, uh, get dialed in. Or, or Eric, because you know, you could tell he was hyped. And he's one of our, they're one of our coaches as well for Connect. And, uh, but honestly, though, like getting community, you know, it's super, super valuable, super important, absolutely essential, okay? Here's another thing I noticed about it. So he says, you know, he's using R, he's using community language, but then he says, okay, we don't, we don't know what to do, right? So he's, he's getting honest about his pain and where he's at and the struggle, uh, and when you can't see beyond the moment, I'm so thankful that the Bible was not just a perfect book that shared all the highlight reels of every hero of the faith when they were only having a good day, right? The Bible is just packed full of stuff when everyone's not having a good day. When people are having days, you kind of wish, like, maybe they hadn't shared in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some stuff you're like, really? Okay, all right. We're just, we're really just putting that in there. You know what I'm saying? Like... Like, when you're dead and someone's writing a story about you, there's going to be some chapters you wish people would leave out. I got to imagine some of these guys are up in heaven going, God, like, you put, you left that in? That part of my story? I really thought we were going to gloss over that. I was really hoping for a skim, a skim over of that section of my life. But God does it. And that's actually one of the things that I think actually validates the validity of God's word is that it's not a, like a whitewashed like book full of perfect stories, perfect history. Like if you were trying to, uh, to try to create a religion, you would not build it off of such a dysfunctional people. Right? Because they're so real. You know what I mean? Like, they're just honest, and they got issues, right? But God does amazing things with people with issues. How many thankful for that? That means we all get to be a part of it. <laughs> um, Psalm 30, I, I love this. For when you're really going through the painful moments of darkness, confusion, chaos, overwhelmed, uh, I don't know what to do moments. Psalm 30, verse 5, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning, right? There's going to be some crying nights and maybe days, maybe even lunch hours, right? There's going to be tears. There's going to be pain. There's going to be uncertainty. There's going to be overwhelmed moments, but it's not forever. You, you can absolutely guarantee that. You can take it to the bank. I was reading this morning in, in our daily reading that the, the life of the righteous, the path of the righteous, right, winds upward. Now, that doesn't mean you're not going to have issues, but you can be guaranteed that the intention of heaven for your life is to have an increase in goodness, increase in peace, increase in his grace, increase in joy, increase in favor. That is the intention of heaven for your life. So if you're in a moment where you're weeping, if you're in a moment of overwhelmed, if you're in a moment of uncertainty, I want to just remind you that's not the end of your story. God is still working. God is still on the move. God is still in the business of restoring your situation. Amen. Our eyes are on you is the next thing that 
of course, is sort of the crescendo of, of his prayer and his statement. But this is so key, right? This is so important to know where am I focused on? Where am I going to go uh, when I need rest? Where am I going when I feel overwhelmed, right? When things do feel difficult. Because I think it's, it's, it's foolish to pretend we're never going to have pain. But the problem is sometimes, even in Christianity, we don't really want to acknowledge that. So that when we are in pain, we don't know what to do with it. Right? We freak out because we think, man, no, the world, the, the path of the righteous is supposed to get better and better. So why am I in pain? Why am I overwhelmed? Why do I feel anxiety? Why do I feel this pressure coming at me? But it's what he does here that is the secret. It's the essential step to every single one of us when we are facing overwhelmed circumstances is that we put our eyes on Jesus. We set our eyes on him. We, we know, okay, where am I going to go to when I need peace? Isaiah 26, verse 3. You will keep in perfect peace. Man, you, if anyone is feeling like a lack of peace, you need to etch, you need to get a tattoo. Get this verse. It's the first time I've publicly encouraged an entire congregation to get a tattoo. This is it. Isaiah 26. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast or on you because they trust you. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord, the Lord himself is a rock eternal. You're like, man, I, I, don't, I don't have peace in my life. The question might be is where is your attention? Right? And circumstances in life have a way of shaking our attention off of the right things. So there can be momentary confusion. There can be momentary where my eyes get distracted and I'm onto the wrong things and all of a sudden anxiety and fear and hopelessness are gonna begin to fill my heart. But, but then you, you course correct, right? But if you're living in a constant state of that, then the question is, uh, something else has your attention, right? And this isn't a shame or a guilt or a condemnation session. Hopefully just able to locate. If I'm overwhelmed, if I find myself constantly in that place, then there's something that keeps grabbing my attention and, and I need to get it back on him. I got to get back to peace. I got to get back to his goodness. I didn't say everything in your life is going to be good. I said, you're going to have peace, right? Right. Jesus says in this world, you're going to have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome it. Right? His disciples did not have an easy or perfect life. He literally prayed that. It's kind of harsh. He says, don't take him out of it. Just, you know, be with him, God. Right? David didn't say, yea, though I avoid the valley of the shadow of death. <laughs> he just said, even though I walk through it, I'm not going to fear evil. Right? Because God's with me. His attention was on something different. Right? His attention was on something different. And we've got to give our heart to and our mind and our attention to get it on Jesus and on him and what he's done. And when we can fight to stay in that place, man, that's where peace is going to come. So if right now you're like, man, I just, I just got to, you know, and, and Katie and I, we love taking vacations. We've learned this, right? We, we have learned in this house to relax and have fun. Yesterday we were uh, at a pool party and... Again, almost injured myself on uh, Dr. Matt's slide again. And, but we decided to do this train of like 20 
dude's like sliding down this huge water slide at the same time. I don't recommend it. And because uh, by the time you're getting to the end of the slide, you're all basically being shoved to the bottom of the pool by the next 250 pound dude coming down after you, right? So bad situation. But, but learn to have fun, learn to relax, right? It, it's important. You got to have rhythms. You got to unplug. You got to decompress. You got to have the Sabbath, right? All of that's important. But if you think the next vacation is the answer to depression, anxiety, or your, your pain that's in the inside, that in of itself is not the solution. It's a part of the rhythm, right? It's a part of refreshing my, my, my natural human body that I got to stay refreshed and laugh and enjoy life and all that's very, very important. But it is not the fix. It is not the instant answer to your issue. That's Jesus. That peace is going to come from him because you can have the greatest vacation, come home, and then anxiety's right back. Overwhelmed is right. Come on. You're getting amen up there. Come on. <laughs> um, so we, we got to put our eyes on him. Uh, Psalm 94, this whole chapter, highly encourage you reading it. Psalm 94, verse 17. Unless the Lord had given me help, I would soon have dwelt in the silence of death. When I said, my foot is slipping, your unfailing love. Lord supported me. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. And how great is that? How powerful is that? Man, when anxiety was great, come on, read that Bible. That's good. That's fine. I love an audio Bible. You can pull it out and pause it. You can pull it out. Did you pause it? If it's still going, pull it out. We'll help you. We'll help you. We'll figure it out. Is it still going? If it... Oh, it's... Uh, Some having swerved have turned aside onto vain jangling. Actually, I was going to help it. Ryan, it's an Android. Can you, can you... Can you... I need you to close it. There's something else. Help it. All right, there we go. Thanks. <laughs> hey, there's worse things to have automatically play. You know what I'm saying? Falls on the audiobook of Fifty Shades started playing. That would be unfortunate. Where was I? Oh, boy. See, joy is good like medicine. Come on, somebody. That's why we laugh. We need it. Yeah, that's where I was. Yes, thank you. Someone's like, back to the scriptures. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy, right? So his presence his closeness, his voice, right? That's what David said. Even when I'm in the darkest valley, I'm not going to fear evil. Why? Because you are 
with me, right? It's the closeness of God. Now, God is always close, but a lot of times we can miss out on it because we're not intentionally leaning into his voice. We're not intentionally getting in a place where we, where we can hear him, okay? And then uh, John 14, verse 16 in the Amplified Version, talking about the Holy Spirit, says, and I will ask the Father, this is Jesus, and he will give you another helper or comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, or standby to be with you forever. Man, when you're going through things, when we're walking out this life, when we're facing challenges, I'm thankful that we've been given the Holy Spirit. We've been given the comforter. We've been given the counselor, right? We've been given somebody that we don't have to do life on our own. He's with you. He's with you guys. And he's going to walk through every moment. He's your advocate. He is the comforter. You need comforting? Guess what? God's not up there going, you know, suck it up, move on with life. No, he's the comforter. The Holy Spirit's with you. He's fighting for you. He's interceding for you. He's right in the mix with you, being your advocate, being your intercessor, being your strength, right? And we can rest in him. That's where we can find our hope. So when I'm trying to find peace, it's not about changing my circumstances. A lot of times our instinct when we feel overwhelmed or we feel anxious or we feel whatever's going on or we feel uncertain is to think I have to stop stuff. I have to find something or I have to quit something, right? And we think that is the thing. But actually it's I got to find my rest in him. Right? I need to ask the Holy Spirit to invade the moment. I need to get into the Word of God. So here's a couple things, of course, to help keep our eyes on in prayer. Right? Make sure you're spending time talking to God every day. And allow Him to listen to you. Or what, uh, what, listen to Him. Right? He's already listening to you. Right? And, uh, but, you know, so, sometimes people say God's always speaking. I, I would say God always wants to speak. I wouldn't say he's always speaking. He's not just rambling constantly, whether you're listening to him or not. He's not doing that. <laughs> but if you listen, he will talk to you, right? Uh, every time. Every time I quiet myself, lean in. Sometimes what helps is I'll get a notebook out and literally just have it open, grab a pen, like I'm actually expecting him to say something to me, right? And get ready to write, right? Um, expect God to speak because he, he wants to. So prayer keeps me, my eyes on him. Um, reading my Bible, of course, so essential, keeps my eyes on him. Uh, the prophetic word helps, helps me. There was another part of our reading this morning, our daily reading, talking about, you know, fighting with the prophetic words that were spoken over your life. Have you ever had a prophetic word spoken over you that doesn't seem like it's happening yet? Guess what? Pull that bad boy out. And hold on to it for dear life, right? Grab on to it. Grab on to it. Let it keep your attention on him. And let me kind of skip to the end, and then I, I want to pray. So I'm going to invite the, the worship team to come up. Second um, Chronicles 20, after he kind of does that, that initial, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Then God begins to speak. Uh, actually, uh, a prophet among them begins to speak. Listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, right? For the battle is not yours, but God's. 
Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz. God's just giving them the playbook. This is before GPS or drones or satellite. God is just cheating, right? Climb up to the pass of Ziz. You will find them uh, at the end of the gorge in the desert. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position. Stand firm and see the deliverance of the Lord that the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. Then some Levites, I love this, from the Kohorathites, and the Kohorathites stood up and praised the Lord. Right? They just, they were the worshipers. They just began to engage in praise. And the God of Israel, they praised the God of Israel with a very loud voice. Verse 20, early in the morning, they left for the desert. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, listen to me, Judah and the people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army, saying, give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. And as they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush against the, uh, the armies that were invading them, and they were absolutely defeated. Uh, I love this. What, what a powerful story. Uh, imagine being the worship team, being asked to go out in front of the army, though. I mean, that's, let's be honest, that's a wild thing. Love, what if right now, like, our U.S. military is like, hey... Uh, we're going to take out some terrorists, and uh, we want the worship team to to kind of take the front front run on this. Are we getting weapons? Nah, not really. Not really. Need your hands free for the instruments. And uh, so if you guys could go out in front, that'd be super. Um, but they do, and worship begins to change the situation. Worship begins to shift. But you can see the community helped them get their eyes right. Uh, The prophetic word helped them get their attention on what God was going to do, right? Prayer began to keep their attention on the right things. Worship began to create an atmosphere where God can move. How do we stay in peace? It's these types of things. Prayer. It's not some magic fix out there. It's not a change of job. It's not a change uh, of of spouse. Uh, Hopefully that goes without saying, but it's not, right? It's not a change uh, usually of geography. It's not, it's it's prayer, it's reading God's word, it's uh, holding on to the prophetic words that have been spoken over you, it's beginning to worship, it's leaning into his voice, when we do that, then we're going to find that perfect peace. Then we're going to find that joy. Then we're going to find that strength that helps us to be able to overcome. Amen? I mean, once you stand to your feet, if you got something out of that word, give God a hand clap of praise for that. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, just lift up your hands. Just lift up your hands. Father, there may be some situations right now where we don't know what to do. But our eyes are on you. Our eyes are on you. Our eyes are on you. Does anyone who feel like that's kind of resonating? Maybe there's a situation or circumstance, don't know quite what to do, but 
but you're saying, I need prayer, I need, I need to lean into this thing. Maybe your tension's been off and you need to kind of reconnect. I already asked everyone to raise their hand, so now I don't know who's raising their hand for this. But if you're raising your hand and that's you for this call, let's just make your way out of your seat. Come down here to the front. Let's just pray together. Let's just pray. Amen? Come on. We'll undo the straps here. Come on, just come down. We're, we're going to worship. We're going to pray. Yeah, come on forward. He's good. He's faithful. Amen. You can just line all the way up here. Thank you, Jesus. Just come down, lift up your hands to Jesus. Begin to worship him. Keep your eyes on him. Put your attention on him. Come on, it might be your thing. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. Come on, I don't know how to answer this issue. I don't know how to deal with this circumstance, but my eyes are on you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for your goodness. Thank you, God, for your presence right now. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy right now. Come on, I just, I, I want to pray and, and prophesy over you guys for a little bit. But before we do that, I want us to just sing um, just through, just for a moment, this worship song. And I want you to put your eyes, whether you've come down forward or you're in your seats, let's allow this moment to capture our attention on Jesus this morning. Thank you. Speak Jesus over our family. Speak Jesus. Jesus on the mountain. Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family. I speak the holy name. Jesus. Shout Jesus. So Jesus from the mountains. Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family. I speak the holy name. Jesus. Sing it again. Shout Jesus from the mountains. Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family. I speak the holy name. Jesus. Sing it one more time. Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over the enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know. Even at the end of this service, we'll have a ministry team up here to pray with you guys if you want to continue. Or, and we do this every week. Um, and we're going to have, obviously, we have ministry every week, preaching every week, worship every week. But I want to encourage you, these moments, sometimes you don't need somebody to lay hands on you. Sometimes you don't need, uh, you know, a, a specific word. Sometimes you, you just, you got to create this space. You got to create this moment with you and God. This is the moment. 
that captures the attention of your heart again. This is the moment that drives out fear. This is the moment that alleviates anxiety. This is the moment that breaks oppression and the chains that, that could mess with us. Is when we don't know what to do, but we put our eyes on you. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, just lift up your hands. Father, I thank you for my friends. I thank you for your anointing. Thank you, God, for your strength, for your goodness right now. Thank you, God, that you're ministering life. Come on, as, as you're down here in the front with your hands lifted up, just begin to release whatever it is to him, whatever is weighing you down, whatever is weighing you down, whatever is weighing you down. And I just see, I see God kind of releasing something in your world, almost like a pressure valve that has been blocked up or stopped up. And, and as it's being turned, it's like, man, I don't know why that's happening. But as, as it's being, it's actually releasing pressure. It's actually releasing healing and a flow that's going to happen. So I thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you're unpacking some things. You're releasing life and healing and wholeness into a life in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, God, for your touch. Thank you for your presence right now. I thank you, God, that there's, there's clarity. There's clarity, God. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your mercy, for your mercy. You know, a lot like a, like a presidential vehicle is like an armored car. It's, it's like I see God has put you inside of that type of vehicle to where the enemies try to take shots, the enemies try to mess with, the enemies try to come against, but he's blocking you, he's stopping you, he's shielding you with his goodness, with his love, with his favor, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you for your mercy, God. Come on, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your touch right now in the name of Jesus. I see joy, I see joy, I see joy. Overwhelming, overflowing goodness and joy right now all over your life, right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Right now, release that, unlock it right now. I pray in the name of Jesus, Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for my friend right now. Thank you for the touch of heaven that's on his life. Thank you, Lord, for the crown of glory that you've given him. I thank you, God, for your anointing that's on him. Right now, release and unlock in the name of Jesus, the power of God. I see him giving you the mind of Christ in such a fresh way. Where there's been some double-minded, God is bringing alignment and clarity, and he's bringing focus in the name of Jesus. Life in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for growth. Thank you for strength. Thank you for life. Thank you for overflowing goodness in their world. God, thank you for my friends that you have literally unlocked something. You, um, there, there's a sweetness that God has is pouring out in your life. And everything that you're about, you make everything around you guys better. You make it, you bring out the flavors, you bring out the goodness, you bring out the touch of God. But you know, kind of like, you know, those diner like uh, syrup containers, they sort of also look like the shape of a hand grenade. So what I see, this is weird, I've never prophesied this. I see, <laughs> I see the sweetness that God is using in your life where it brings out the goodness in those around you. It's also a weapon that God is using. You, you guys, you guys are deadly to the enemy. 
and, and, and what he's tried to build and what he has tried to work against you and those in your world, you guys are defenders. You guys are warriors. You guys step up and push back and freedom comes to everybody that you encounter. Thank you, Lord, for your business. Let it be blessed. Let it be strengthened. God, let every, every client they work with just find the touch of God and the healing of God in every area of their lives in Jesus' name. Inside out in Jesus' name. Come on. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Come on. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Touch of God. Joy. Peace. Peace in the name of Jesus. Rest in the name of Jesus. Your authority and your goodness, God. Thank you for this servant of God. Thank you for this man of God. I thank you, Lord, that you're unlocking new levels in his life. I literally, literally like you, you've, you've passed some things. God's seen a, a couple things he's been testing you in and you've passed and he's actually gonna bring you into some new things. I see that. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy, for your grace as he walks out strength, as he walks out the call of God that's on his life in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your touch. Thank you for your goodness. God, I thank you, Lord, that you're just, you're creating a new song. I just feel that a new song is being released out of your life. Literally like, like, uh, you know, like this epic orchestra and all the different kind of drums, like the timpanis that just create such beautiful sound. And, but it's like God just giving you more. He's, he's opening up new sounds and new direction and new authority in that. Music always shifts things. And, and this song that's coming out of your heart, this, this, this word, this authority, the strength that comes out of you just going to minister life to those around you in Jesus name in Jesus name for every word everything she writes everything she says let your anointed be on in Jesus name friends thank you Lord thank you for your touch thank you for your grace thank you Lord their eyes are on you thank you Lord for their eyes that are on you that their attention is on you. Thank you for your blessing and your favor and your goodness, Lord. Let your grace rest on them. Let your mercy go before them. God, I thank you that you're unifying them in such a beautiful, even new level and this new season ahead. I see a synchronicity that God is bringing to the calling and the purpose and the mission that's on both of your guys' lives and hearts. I thank you, Lord, for the voice that you are to this church, but also to this community, to this city, to the state and beyond. I thank you, Lord, for a voice of strength and authority. I thank you, God, that God is kind of greasing the, the wheels, if you will, of, of, of how you guys are running things and the work that you're doing to be able to move faster and more efficiently and with strength in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your touch. Thank you for your anointing. Overflow with goodness, overflow with goodness, overflow with goodness. Come on, God's raising the temperature. I just saw a thermometer. God's raising the temperature. He's inviting you into kind of new levels of that heat that God is, is purifying and strengthening and overwhelming you with his goodness. I always love, I mean, sometimes refining seasons can be, can there's, there's heat there, but God's bringing out the gold. God always 
levels up the heat to bring out the gold and to bring out the best and to bring out the strength. So I thank you, Lord, for that. As she's put herself into a place where you can continue to this mind strength. And I just see that. Now, what gold is on your life? What authority is on your life? I thank you, Lord, that you are a covering for other people. I see that. I see that just the goodness on your life, the, the mantle that God's put on you is to be one of protection, one of strength, yeah, one of healing and anointing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Just a few more. Thank you guys for hanging here. Come on. How, how many God's speaking to you? You may be down here, maybe up in your seats. Come on. God's ministering life. Thank you for your touch. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness that surrounds him, protects him, guards him, guides him. I thank you, Lord, that maybe you've seen yourself as somebody always in the nosebleeds, but God's got a different seat for you. I see God unlocking that in Jesus' name. Thank you for your touch right now. Hope and healing in the name of Jesus. Hope and healing in the name of Jesus. Life to the full. Thank you for your goodness. It's all over right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You know, what I see God showing is like this cool coat that's got awesome embroidery and design work on the inside of it but it's like there's a secret pocket and God's basically saying hey I stored up some some good stuff for you some things that maybe you didn't even expect uh, if you you thought maybe maybe you've been passed by in certain things that's that could be the farthest thing from the truth he sees you he loves you he's got goodness reserved he's got a special reserve of his favor for you in Jesus name thank you for your touch thank you for your goodness God thank you for strength I thank you for hope. I thank you for life. I thank you for courage in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that you that God's uh, assigned you and God has given you a place that where you are, you're absolutely creating a way for other people. I see that. It's like you're flattening the way, flattening roads. You're, you're making things uh, uh, where others are able to ride faster, further, stronger on it. And I see that anointing that's on you that everything you do, you're helping other people thrive. You're helping people win. You're helping people level up. Thank you, Lord, for your serving, your grace, your, your humility. You walk with the courage that you serve uh, the next generation with. I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages information about upcoming events and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.